What it is, what is up, what is good, gamers? This is Shona 71, a.k.a. Digadulamite. Purple bling bling, y'all. And your auditory canals are tuned into episode 230 of the Gaming Vessels podcast. Of course, I'm not in the digital studio alone. Along with me, got my partners in crime first on deck. It's Dez, aka the Bay Area Terror, aka the High Res Lover. That's me. Aka the Cat Daddy, aka that Gamer Step Daddy. How's it going, my friend? Ah, pretty good. I cannot complain. I, uh, you know, I've been on this journey of um, of education and and whatnot. And I have finally finished. I had my last class today, Saturday. So I, I'm official. It is official. I have, I, I have completed all of my classes in order to get my master's degree. Yay! No more Congratulations, classes. Congratulations, man! Unless I'm, Congrats, crazy. man. I'm crazy and go for my PhD or some other craziness. So, <laughs> but that doesn't look like that's going to happen. So. Are you doing a graduation ceremony or is that work? So I was very smart, so I didn't want to wait. So I did all of my I did my commencement ceremony because it's weird. I did this they had this whole thing about like the difference between graduation and commencement. And you can do your commencement before you graduate with it, as long as you're graduating within the same year and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, OK, cool. So so I did all that in uh june june or july i did Mm. i had the the commencement ceremony and you know did the walk and all that stuff and got all those pictures so all that stuff is already done it's just now i'm actually going to get the diploma that says you know you have you know completed this so Mm. but i'm very happy it's been a long it's been a long journey and i i can't believe it's over like when i was driving when I was driving away, you know, from the school, I, I had a little tear in my eye. I was like, no, you didn't do that. I'm done. I'm glad I'm done with this. <laughs> you didn't. All, all this work to be my boss. <laughs> <laughs> all this work to apply for the government and be my boss. Yeah. So you could have just applied. You know? so, <laughs> and so what Joe's talking about is some information, something we were joking about during our game nights. And so if you want to be in on the crazy joke, um, Come in and join us for our game nights. Uh, stay to the end, and Kev will tell you how to do that. Uh, one thing I want to talk about is uh, we are officially in December. Yay! Last month of the year. And that means ho ho ho. Oh, that means that we're going to be uh, doing our. I mentioned it last episode. We're going to be doing our rolling credits. So, um, if you don't know what that is, join our Discord. Um, and whenever you beat a game that's over about 20 hours, we'd say 15 and 20 hours or more. Will um, post post the picture of of the credits. You know, if you're like post a picture of your TV with the credits rolling, and you'll get entered. Um, you know, whoever has the most rolling credits photos at the end of the year gets a special prize. And the last person who won last year was John BT. So I don't have the official uh, numbers as to where we're standing right now, but I will have them for our next episode. So please stay tuned. That way, you know, if there's like a mad dash for people to um to beat to beat games, I would love to see it. So, but but yeah, uh, that's it for me. I've been doing really well. Happy to be here as always. 
Sounds great. And again, congratulations on the hard work getting your master's degree. That is not a um, that is not an easy task. No, um, I, I know as uh, uh, my wonderful wife was able to acquire hers and it's uh, it's not easy. It is, yeah. it is it is fairly stressful, particularly uh, when you're full, you know, working and all that wonderful stuff. It's it's. Yep. It's 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 very difficult. So that's yeah, a time sink. Yeah. Yeah. Congrats. So I hope you get. You, I hope it. Uh, hope you. It, what is what is it? I hope it the it pays off yeah. in the end for you. So congrats yeah, again. Congrats, will. man. Thank you. And of course, our show's no go without Trader Joe, aka Brony Chief. That's me. But you might also know him as the Food Max of gaming, who can maximize your gaming dollar. How's it going? Going good, going good. Um, today I'm all, all about them podcasts. So I recorded GH Radio. You know, you know we're we're back on the horse on that bad boy, and now I'm recording Gaming Vessels. You know, glad to the, hear uh, The better value. Pro- oh, when when the uh, wow. equally. Uh, <laughs> for for the listeners who may not know, why don't you tell them of the new schedule for GH Radio? Uh, J3 is going to be recording uh, on a bi-weekly cadence on here. So, and uh, we're actually Chris Lefty Brown and, and Eric Bouchard and uh, Alfred J.H. Uh, Maverick. Uh, we're all like kind of working behind the scenes is because, you know, J.H. Radio used to exist the way back in the day as Gamer Husbands. And so Gamer Husbands Radio and uh, it had its origins all the way back, what, 2008 2009 long time uh, long time ago alfred's the only one that's left out of the original crew you know kevin was on the show uh, quite a bit of time i was on the show too i'm still on the show so um but uh we're kind of thinking about relaunching and uh doing a new show with a new name and kind of just uh kicking off from gh radio and because, you know, uh, three out of the four of us are not even husbands anymore. Only Alfred is. And so uh, we've been brainstorming. And we'll see. It's still going to be the same crew. Uh, all the uh, all the Xbox talk that you ever would want. You know, plus, you know, <laughs> a s- smattering of, you know, uh, PlayStation and PC gaming. And, uh, you know. Just rebranding, aspects. huh? Yes, rebranding, of course. Cool. So, yeah. Don't might want to just be an Xbox podcast. I mean, I, there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. I mean, I I even uh, sprinkled in that suggestion, but you know, I guess we want to encapsulate the entirety of gaming if need be. So PC and Xbox. You can maybe you guys. Well, maybe you guys could be PC, Xbox, and uh, Steam Deck or Steam Deck slash mobile PC gaming. Podcast. Yeah, it just depends. It just depends. Yeah. You know, well. we'll it, it's not it's i'm part of the collaborative effort but i'm not the one pulling the rope on this situation i want them to get their fix get their fill because i definitely get my fill with gaming vessels so you know okay. gaming vessels you know unbeknownst to the uh you know listeners if need be uh, you know i'm the one that preps the you know the the outline i'm the one that you know correlates the news you know we all use as a collaborative effort and whatnot and uh you know i have a lot more um mental investment in this pod in this community but i have no problem adding my little like extra secret special spice especially because i might have different viewpoints you know 
to mm-hmm. that show as well. So, I mean, uh, definitely, if you haven't listened to GH Radio, I'd say, you know, hop on. See if you like it. You know, I am a part of it. You know, I am not, you know, sometimes there might be time where I don't talk for a bit of time, but I want to give them their runway to do what they want to do and talk about what they want to talk about as well and pepper in when I can pepper in, per se. So. Cool. Nice, nice, nice. So definitely, folks, you want to check out uh, GH Radio soon to be rebranded to something else. We were not sure what that new title is going to be, but you can definitely hop onto their feed. Any podcast aggregate, Apple, uh, Android, whatever, whatever, I'm sure whatever podcast ag- aggregator you're using, GH Radio is going to pop up. So I highly encourage you all to uh, subscribe and listen. Yeah, so we just uh, knocked out, I think, what episode, what number was it? 706. So. Wow. Nice. That's, you know, that's no easy feat. That is not. No easy feat at all. So definitely congrats on the on the longevity of GH Radio. Uh, with that said, we're going to move on to what is always our first topic on the docket, that being the playlist. So let's kick things off with Jabroni Chief. What you been playing, bro? Oh, life. That's what I've been playing mainly. So um, after we recorded the show, I mean, I said, I'm going to get my Steam Deck all prepped up, ready to go. It's still in the box. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, I've, I've got other stuff around here, cleaning, moving stuff. I'm making more progress on here. Um, so a lot of that was just getting stuff done. Like today, I went to go take my car and they get smogged, you know, and so. You know, just a lot of little things where, you know, I just trying to carve the time to be able to do what I want to do and get everything set up the way I want to get set up. But uh, as far as games, I've been just mainly playing Division 2, broken freaking record. So, um, you know, still playing a lot online with uh, Goonie, of course, Uh, played a little bit with John BT on Thursday part of game night um we still haven't moved on to the warlords expansion but we'll, we will probably be d- dipping into that pretty soon on there um as far as anything else in gaming related um i picked up uh some uh, like a new xbox controller i you know I'm, I'm anticipating waiting for the the month of xbox whenever desmond designates the month i think it might be january but uh, i think it's gonna be january as well yeah, uh, this one particular controller was on a um, really deep discount at uh, at uh, Woot, which is an Amazon company, but it's the uh, Thrustmaster X-Swap controller, X-Swap S, and so it has swappable thumbstick modules and whatnot, but uh, they have an interesting um, module that includes a little mini racing wheel that's meant to be used for Forza specifically, so... So imagine if you had like a where a analog stick would be a little steering wheel that you could like turn left and right. So, so I decided. I don't okay. even. How does that work? Does does that? How does that work? If you're replacing your analog stick with a 360 degree rotating, I'm assuming it's what. What's what's? I don't, what, I don't think it's 360. I think it's. Uh, it's I don't think it's. I think maybe ninety degrees. At the ninety most. degrees. Okay. I think so. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't rotate all the way around. Okay. I kind of wish it rotated more, but I haven't. You know, obviously, I don't get the controller until next week. You know, sometimes. So. I'm I'll very interested in seeing how that works. Replacing, literally replacing the stick with a wheel. 
a little wheel, like a little yeah. baby wheel. You know? <laughs> that seems very odd. I, I watched a couple of YouTube videos and it's like, okay, you know, hey, more more opportunity for me to spend money. All right. And then a controller <laughs> in the mix. All right. Oh, look. This, this controller was originally $129. Now it's only $35. Bucks. Oh, man. And then buy this your mind. Stick, that that tells me that kind of gives me a clue. <laughs> Oh, actually, the eSwap controller from Thrustmaster is actually one of the higher rated, um, like, you know, pro controllers. There's like, the, I think the eSwap X has the four back buttons. Um, and I don't think it's as, like, heavy and as good as the um, DualSense Edge, of course, you know. But, you know, there's a, tons of different players in that particular market in the Xbox controller. You know, as long as you get the license, like I know Turtle Beach just announced the controller this past week. That's $200, and it comes with a little mini LCD screen with, like, you know, status updates and all this other crap in the middle. But it doesn't have haptic, you know, triggers and, you know, appropriate feedback, just like the DualSense does. So I just don't know. Uh you know how deep in in the mix that is that controller going to get you know so we'll have to see once that comes out so is it going to show you like your oil and tire pressure in in forza i mean i mean no I no no get, that's, that's, a separate, that's a separate that's a separate controller <laughs> on there so the the, the uh, thrustmaster e-swap does not have a screen so i don't, okay. I don't expect a screen so I do know Thrustmaster is known for their full wheel, their their uh, wheel rigs. They're they're ranked as some of the best. Um, yeah. I just yeah. I just never have. Well, I've never really wanted one, and even if I did, I just don't have the space to dedicate to a full driving rig uh, with wheel yeah. pedals, shifter, all that That's stuff. That's a lot. That is a lot. Yeah, I just I just thought it was kind of interesting, so I figured, hey. You know, mm-hmm. and I'll I'll get another pro controller with some back buttons where if need be used on the Xbox during my month of Xbox, I could also maybe buy a brook adapter to use it on other platforms if I want to do so as well. So, you know, win win, yeah. winner winner. So maybe I'll have to come and bring it down and you could check it out, you know, fire up your Xbox and play some Forza Horizon or something. So. Sure. But Maybe. Other than that, I went to go see. I think uh, I don't know if you made your way to go see it as well, Des, but I happened to go see uh, the new Godzilla movie on Wednesday. I saw uh, Godzilla minus one, and I thought it was probably the, it was the best Godzilla movie I've ever seen. So yeah, that's what reviews have been saying. Yeah, and uh, it's just. It's you think of Godzilla and it's just you think it's schlock and it's not really schlock. You know, the the actual plot line of the movie actually had a very dramatic and heartfelt um, significance. And so that's, you know, adding plus Godzilla. And this is uh, Godzilla. Basically, the beginning of the movie is during World War Two and it just follows the aftermath in Japan after World War Two. So, yeah, know, I guess. I guess they really this is like a lot of people get tired i guess a lot of people get tired of of the the uh the humans and because they never really build up the human the human story the human element of the godzilla movies as the humans are basically just a a a way to get to godzilla but i guess from reviews what, what reviewers have been saying is that is not the the case it's really a 
you really get to see a lot of interactions with uh, the people, and the people are not like annoying. Like you, you actually like feel for them, and the way they the way they did it. It's supposed to be like really, really good. So like I'm super excited to to see it as well. So I should have went and saw it what I said I was, but I just wasn't just wasn't feeling it so at the time. But now I know like I, I definitely have to see it. So is this connected to the uh miniseries on Apple TV? Uh no. The miniseries that's on Apple TV is only the legendary stuff, the monarch stuff. So 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 that's all those movies. Uh Skull Island, um, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, and Godzilla, um, Godzilla versus Kong. That universe of, of movies is what the Monarch is is uh, attached to. Uh, this is a this is the actual Japanese Toho um, story. So, okay. so that's so, that's the difference. Yeah, and this is almost like it was a kind of prequel. You know, that's the reason for the movie and whatnot. So, yep. I think it even precludes the uh you know original godzilla movie back in the day so yep i'm so, kind of uh, curious i did see that that there's a new trailer for godzilla x kong the new empire that was popping up in my twitter feed today so i guess it's the new trailer is going to sh- pop tomorrow but i never really seen godzilla versus kong that came out what in 2021 so yeah it's pretty good it's pretty good i never saw godzilla king of the monsters because i heard like the first Godzilla movie was kind of like me, so I never really took time to watch it. But that Godzilla versus um, Kong was actually pretty good. You know, it's was, it was pretty good. You just turn your mind off and be all like, "Okay, let's do this." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that that whole series is going to be way different than this movie. I think this, yeah. I think they both belong in the scheme of things. Imagine if you had a real dramatic Batman movie and then a real just over-the-top schlocky Batman movie coming out around the same time. It's kind of nuts, but, you know. Yeah. Can't uh, wait. If you, want to see, if you want to see Godzilla, let me know, Kev. Okay. Come see it again if you want. So. Okay. I do, I, do, I do like a good Godzilla movie. Yeah. I saw it on IMAX, and IMAX was just popping on that thing. So. Okay. That's it for me. Uh, what you been up to, Des? Uh well I have been playing Honkai Star Rail of course it is a really fun game I enjoy it uh, immensely um as a as a free to play game it's one of the only free to play games that I'm going to be playing so um as of right now anyway <laughs> uh but yeah fantastic game really I'm enjoying the turn based battles. Um, again, I don't really feel like I have to be, um, uh, like I have to be rushing to get any of the new characters. Granted, there are a couple of fights that, that are easier depending on if you have certain characters, but, um, you could beat the game, you know, and, and, and do the story with, with the, with the characters that you have. So, so I do think that if you're going to, play a game this is kind of one of the games you know that you're probably going to want to play because it's it's actually pretty damn good so um having said that the next game that i played i got it on uh so i i i really like this is crazy i I really enjoy uh 
digital sales <laughs> and spent Black Friday. So I went a little. I want to say I went a little crazy, but I kind of did go a little crazy, <laughs> and I uh, I went ahead and I bought um, Evil West. Um, I had been wanting to try the game out, so I went and I bought it. Um, it was on sale. Um, I do enjoy uh, Flying Wild Hog um, as a company. I do enjoy their stuff. So I, I went ahead and I said, okay, I'm going to buy this. I'm going to see what's up with it. So I went and um, I bought it. And I have to agree with with you, Kevin. It, it's It's a little janky. It's a little janky, but it definitely is not that bad. You know, it's not. It 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 could be my 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 thing is like it could be worse, but I don't like saying that because I'm actually enjoying my time with it so far. I'm still I'm still in the opening sequences. I haven't gotten too far far with it. How far did you get on it, Kev? I'm near the end, and okay. that's where I quit. Um, oh. One word of advice: Did you get this physical? No, I got it digitally. Okay, I was about to say if you got a physical, hold on to it because it seems yeah, I don't know if the print was limited, but the uh, the eBay price on that thing is steadily going up. Oh wow! For what reason I do not know. I think the last time I saw it, it was like used was selling going for almost sixty bucks. Yeah, the so, trade-in prices wow. they stayed pretty pretty uh, hefty at GameStop. I think it's like a twenty-seven or thirty-dollar trade-in at GameStop. So. So wow. price has not gone gone down. So, well, damn. Uh, yeah, I bought it. I just bought it uh, at uh, the, the digital because it was relatively cheap, and I liked. Um, uh, like I said, I like Flying Wild Hog Studios. Like I liked um, their 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 prior three games. Um, so I I said okay, let me buy it. Um, but it's been fun so far. Um, it is a rock 'em sock 'em beat 'em up crazy you know fun little game so i'm i'm i've been enjoying it uh so far so i'm going to i'm going to continue playing it uh, at least for a little while and then um and then we'll see where you know what 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 happens with it um but um and then the other game that i've been playing which i've really really been enjoying is uh my time at sandrock I really love uh, games like this. I know it's silly, but I'm a huge fan of the um, the the builder sort of genre games. So I went ahead and I I got it. I I had to I had to rein myself in because I was going to get the um, uh, the the super the greatest one, but I said no. I'm not gonna get the super the greatest one. I'm just gonna get the regular one, and and I I, I did, um, and it was a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun. Um, you create your character, you build your stuff, uh, and um, you're a builder in this town. Uh, if you ever played my my time in Pretoria, it's like that game, but even more. Um, even even more and even an even grander scale you know you're trying to rebuild this town in the middle of of a desert there's been you know an apocalypse you know a couple uh, hundred years before and you're trying to basically make this this sort of um 
old western kind of settlement better the combat's pretty fluid and pretty good in it so far the the building systems are not crazy it doesn't have a lot of like you can build um and get uh your your plant your plants and stuff like that but it's not it's not as crazy as as say um the more in-depth ones like you know harvest season and and uh rune factory and all that stuff it's not as it it it, it has it's it's like all that stuff light you know and (laughs) and i think it but i think it works for me and the story's kind of funny you know the the mayor kind of reminds me of joe so that's kind of funny and so you know of course you're having like you know romances and you're having um you know beefs with people and you try to be nice to everybody and stuff so it's a really fun it's a really fun little game and it's it's one of the it's it's a cozy game i guess is 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 the new genre that it's called so so it's a cozy game it's been taking up it's been taking up a lot of my time i've been trying to play my ps5 a little bit more before i go on before i go on my xbox hiatus uh part of me is looking forward to it because i've really been thinking about the question of value and and like value statements and the specific statement of you know xbox game pass is the 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 best value in gaming and so i really wanted to because you know value is is subject subjective for the most part because we each value things differently you know a, co- a corporation can make it a you know can make it objective objective um because they can they can say we value it at this much, but then the consumer it's, it's subjective to the consumer. And so i kind of wanted to see why, you know, people believe that is it, is it true? Is it just, you know, a, um, you know, ponies versus bots and all the other stuff. So I know it sounds weird, but I'm really trying to think about this as a, as an, in a really like, you know, fact finding mission about like, Hey, you know, if you were, you know, what like a is a consumer centric focus, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. That's really what I'm trying to do with this, because I really believe that that a lot of this stuff. And by that, I mean the 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 the, the armchair mafias and the and the, the quote unquote influencers and all these other people that have, you know, quote unquote skin in this game because, you know, they might be getting armchairs. They might be getting, you know, PCs. armchairs. You mean uh, game chairs, you mean, or whatever, you know, they're, they're, they're getting stuff to do this. It's like, you know, so I want to say, you know, just, just put the propaganda aside and say like, you know, is this a good value for me and, and who would this, could this be a, a good value for, you know, and trying to be much more realistic about it. So that's just something that I'm that I've been trying to, you know, and, and trying to build up these metrics to see, like, you know, what am I going to be judging, you know, this time? Because I because if I'm going to do this, I want to I want to do it and, and have a reason for it, because like if I'm doing it just to, to do it, I like it doesn't seem like worth it, because in my opinion right now, I, the better console is PS5. So I would just play that, you know, <laughs> so it's like so that's what I'm kind of like, you know, I, I want to. I, I want to put my best foot forward for this. So, yeah, so. Me too. I, I would highly encourage you, Des, to uh, rent a Series X because I don't think you'll be able to fully do a, a fully fair compare and contrast if you don't have the flagship of the of the console line. 
that, that that's just the way I look at it. I mean, I mean, it, this is your this is your exile. You do do it how you want to. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, um, I would see if there is a cheap way to go about getting a Series X and run the comparison that way, because if there are games that you want to play during this time period, you can you know, game fly them uh, or what have you on the Series X. So you're not, you see what I'm saying? You know, not, yeah, yeah, no, I get not it. every game that I want to play is on the PlayStation services, right? Yeah. So just taking that as an example, not every game that you may want to play is on Game Pass. And not every Xbox owner's preference, you know, game that they're looking forward to is going to be on the Game Pass service. And with you being on a digital-only console, your only option is to pay full price for said games. Mm-hmm. And if you're able to rent, lease, you know, uh, what have you, I know they have that Microsoft, uh, They at the beginning of this generation, you could lease a Series X for, you know, I'm paying on a monthly basis. I don't know if programs like that are still going on, but at least with a console that has a, a physical drive, you don't have to pay, quote-unquote, full price for these games. You can lease them. Like if there's a game that you, well, you know, I was really wanting to play this on PlayStation, but since I'm already doing this, running this experiment, let me take a game that I'm already looking forward to and play it on the Series X so that you don't have that bias kind of hanging in the mix when it's timed when 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 this uh, experiment's over and then when you're done you know you just send the series x back or if you like it that much you can hold on to it yeah i mean another thing that i was thinking about is i can also do it from um oh what's the word i can do i could do the um uh get it from uh costco and then take it back yeah, oh yeah yeah, that's well, I was going to mention. I had a news story in the news. I was going to cover about this. If you haven't heard already, the Series X is getting um, deep discounts right now. In fact, it was they were going for three fifty. Uh, oh wow! What? Much. Yeah, so three even with the Diablo bundle, three fifty. So right now you're looking at one seventy five for a trade in value. If you dare go to GameStop to trade in your Series S, and you could basically pick up a uh i'm not sure if gamestop's gonna honor the 350 price or not but uh you know you can pick up a new series x right now at major retailers uh for 350 so mm, it's not a bad idea thank you for that joe we'll talk more about that in the uh in the outline but that's pretty much you know all that i've been all that i've been doing so uh kev buddy what you been doing what you been up to so the only game that I've played, uh, I'm kind of in a quandary because I have, I am playing through Resident Evil 4. I haven't been able to get bit back to it this past week, <clears throat> and I'm really thinking about another game uh, from my backlog that I want to get into. And the more I think about it, I think it's going to be, uh, was it Tales of Arise? Okay. <clears throat> I think that's going to be my next big. RPG adventure. Um, excuse me, one second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's a really good game, especially with the um, with the amount of uh, DLC that just came out for it. 
I mean, it's only yeah. one DLC pack, but but it's supposed to be pretty pretty chunky. Yeah. yeah. Um, if if anyone's interested, uh, Tales of Arise has a deep discount at GameStop right now, so you could actually pick up the game for um, game for PlayStation Four for like five bucks new. It's ridiculous, Whoa. and it has a uh, PS Five uh, free upgrade as well, just in case. So. So yeah, both it, that both that good. and Scarlet Nexus are both selling for five bucks, which I feel bad for Bandai, <laughs> Bandai Namco <laughs> in that case, uh, you know. But I'm sure they're okay with it. Yeah, I'm you know I'm sure I'm sure Tales and Tales of Arise did okay, and they they got their Game Pass money. Um, and I don't I don't know how I don't know how how well the the of uh, that other game yet did. Nexus, it was yeah. a, a Nexus was okay. Yeah, you played it that, right? Been a, yeah, I did. It could have been a whole lot better, though. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's one of those games that has good bones, but a lot of the mechanics, particularly in the combat, were not really fully um, realized mm-hmm. in the way that I think they should have been. But but anyway, I, I think that's the Tales of Arise is going to be my next major rpg uh running i thought about doing it's either going to be that or it's it's going to be um elden ring one of the two and the more i the more i think about it it it, it, okay add another one that to um uh the um that mech game that just came out a couple months ago um armor core five armor core armor core yeah it's either going to be one of the three as it stands right now, I'm leaning more toward Tales of Arise, but I it, it's going to be one of those three. So it really should be Elden Ring since that's the oldest one in my collection. Um, but yeah, I, I'll 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 see how it goes. I'll see how it goes. But the only other game that I've been playing is uh, I jumped into just just trying to figure out what what I'm going to play next. And I don't know if I'm going to go ahead and finish these games, but I hopped into the Klonoa collection. I don't remember the the the, the fan. I don't know if it's the Phantom Miles something or other. Mm. Uh, it is part of the uh, PlayStation Plus offerings for either I think it's this month, either this month or last month. I'm not sure, but that's how I got them. I got them through the service. Klonoa still holds up. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I I think there are other. 2D platformers that quote unquote, you know, maybe have a have a newer sheen on them, but and I know this is a remaster, but Klonoa still holds up. It, it Klonoa is one of the it, I don't know, maybe if it had more marketing behind it, this game really could I think this mascot as a character. Uh, could have been standing right alongside Mario and Sonic. I think it just has that much uh, character, for for lack of a better term. It's a cute little mascot, fluffy, long-eared cat, dog. I don't know what you call him, but he's Thanks. got a you know, thing. He's got he's yeah. he's just a really cute cute character that is hopping and trying to help his little. Uh, a friend who crashed near his home trying to help him help him get home and um it's fairly difficult but you know for a platformer at that time but once if you study the plat the patterns of the enemies it i don't think it's quite as hard as people nah. say it is uh i think folks kind of kind of sort of remember that they were 
they were much younger probably when this game was brand new. And as newer gamers, maybe your reflexes haven't fully been dialed in yet. And games that may have been difficult when you were, you know, a younger, you know, a whippersnapper. If you play them now, your your experience kind of kicks in and it's like, okay, I just need to study this enemy's patterns and this is how you get by it. But you know, maybe I'll maybe I'll change my tune once I get to get to the first boss. But Klonoa, I'm playing the first one. Uh, if I decide to uh, finish this game, then I'm going to move on to the second one. But Klonoa is just really it, it is a cool, older classic 2D uh, 2D platformer that. It also does something that it's also it also does something that I haven't really seen repeated, not even in the 2D Mario games. They play with um, a camera perspective, like there is a, and it's very minor. It's not a big deal, but I think it's very cool nonetheless. Like there's a section when you're running past this uh, uh, these wind this windmill, and it's very very early in the game. In the, I think it's the first section, the first level of the game, actually, for the first or second. And you're running toward this giant windmill, and there, the camera plays with a the perspective. There is a gem that is, you see it as you're coming toward the, this, this, ed, the, where this windmill's uh, rotation blade. Uh, is and the camera switch is kind of almost like a three-quarter perspective but still fairly level with Klonoa and when that shift takes place that gym is hidden now there's no gap or there's no you know space where you're going to fall down to your death but you have to remember that oh there is a gym right there where that section of wall is that I was able to see but because the camera shifted I'm not able to see it and you have to keep that in mind. And if you do, you and you jump, even though you can't see the gem, you are still able to collect the gem. Uh, I I've never seen that type of uh, perspective play in 2D uh, platformers uh, since then. Since since this game, maybe others have, uh, and I just and I'm just not aware of it. But it's I'll I'll just say that it's something that I don't see. And I think it's something that's very cool. So uh, if you're a PlayStation Plus uh, subscriber, I'm in the I'm at the premium rank. Uh, I would highly recommend folks downloading the Klonoa collection is very cool. Very good. Yeah. The other the as far as non gaming stuff, I've gone back into my Crunchyroll uh, queue and I'm watching Demon Slayer. I have just completed the Mugen Train arc. Um, flame, flame, Hashira for the win. Uh, <laughs> uh, bruh, uh, I know, I know. Shonen series get a lot of crap. I, I realize that, you know. Oh, it's so rote. Oh, it's so this. It's so that. It's so the other. I okay. Fine, I, I I get it, but I don't know. Your boy had a little had a little tear in his eye by the time the Mugen uh, series completed. 
they do such an excellent job of character development and and say what you will again about shonen that it's you know candy coated nonsense for that trying to sell you merchandise okay i get it i understand that but demon slayer hits on a whole other, hits on a whole other level it, it it does and uh the character development that they did for the flame hashida a, a dude that you meet just briefly towards the end of the first season is absolutely fantastic and when you see how that where this guy he's just not just a badass just for the sake of being a badass you see where he came from and the struggles that he underwent that were more so emotional then physical trials because he was born gifted right he was uh, he was born gifted with this ability to with this ability and of swordsmanship so it's not something he really had to work hard to a, a achieve but his obstacles were more emotional because he did not have uh the kind of support that you would expect him to have uh from a parent that I'll just put it that way um whom he inherited his gifts from and man uh and again say what you will uh demon slayer has some of the best choreographed uh fight scenes in any anime series I've seen since uh uh Shadow of the Ninja and possibly Afro Samurai. Wow, that's pretty good praise. It 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 is. It's it's very good, very good. Um, really enjoying it. So highly highly recommend uh, Demon Slayer. Forget which forget what folks are saying about it's it's saccharine it's saccharine levels. Yes, the saccharine level is high, but it's still an absolutely fantastic series. Uh, the last thing I'm going to mention is I have a bit of a rant, just a small one. I'll try to keep it brief. Um, okay. The eARC protocol needs to die in a fire. And for those who don't know what eARC is, it is an audio codec that is through your through t your smart TVs that have uh, HDMI. 2.1 i think it is maybe above i don't know if the protocol has gone up above 2.1 or not but like my tv has eARC okay my speakers recently croaked the uh, control panel croaked i didn't feel like going through the hassle of finding and the electronics repair store to look into repairing it i'm just calling it a loss i'm going to donate them uh to a charity and i went out uh, for for Black Friday, and I acquired a uh, a sound bar. And the sound bar I have is a Samsung uh, S. It's I think it's the S zero S zero sixty, and I'm probably getting that wrong still. No, the uh, Q sixty C. That's what I have. Uh, very well uh, ranked for budget. 
sound bars. Um, I didn't want to go out and spend a whole crap ton of money. I mean, I didn't want to, you know, I could have looked at at the Sonos. I didn't want to spend Sonos money. I could have looked at, I looked at the Eclipse, which was also highly ranked. I didn't want to spend Eclipse money because I would have had to, to pay extra mm-hmm. dough for a yep. subwoof and all that other stuff. But my complaint, eARC is supposed to make your life so much easier, right? All you just take a 2.1 HDMI 2.1 cord, plug it into the back of your TV, and plug it into whatever 2.1 eARC device that's going to produce your sound, and it's supposed to free up that bandwidth. So you've got Dolby, which this particular sound bar is capable of. You're going to have the clearest, cleanest signal coming through. Uh, cleanest with regard to the quality and level of the drivers in your in your system, as I understand audio. Again, I'm not an audiophile. Okay, that's how it's all supposed to work in theory. It's supposed to be an agnostic plat and an agnostic codec. Doesn't matter what brand of TV and sound stuff you got. It's all supposed to work. Let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. It took me three hours to get my eARC to work between my LG television and my Samsung soundbar. Okay, I'm 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 not tech savvy, but I'm not stupid. All right. I know that okay, well, you have to connect the eARC HDMI port on your TV, plug one end of the cord there and plug the other end of the cord. On the soundbar, for three hours, I was bouncing between settings on the soundbar, settings on my TV, settings on my soundbar, settings on my TV, trying to get this ish to work. Three hours. I, I was I was to the point where I was just going to say, screw it. I'm just going to go back to um, uh, 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 what, what what is that? It's the one where. It's the uh, the laser that that actually does the sound. Um, I, I I forget. I I have I have cords of that type up the yin yang, and I, and my TV supports that, and this soundbar supports supports that too. But something in me just was was just like being ornery and obstinate, and was just like, no, this shit needs to work because I, mm-hmm. and it's not really a fault of the equipment. There's nothing wrong with the equipment. When I did my research on YouTube and I looked at some um, some channels for uh, audio and video that I've you know looked at before for research into products, this one dude said, he said, look, eARC is trash when it comes to getting the ish to work. He's like, if really, he's like, your best bet if it doesn't work out the box is just to go with another another protocol. Just or if well, you're maybe. really that dedicated, he's like, switch to a different TV, switch to a different sound bar. But if you don't have access to all that different stuff, just go to another another sound codec. That's what I, yeah, that's what I did. So yeah, yeah, go on. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't. I got it to work. I have no idea why it works now. 
it, it makes no freaking sense. I went, uh, you know, and going through the um, the YouTube videos, going through specifically for my TV, specifically for my soundbar, trying to match this stuff up. Well, disconnect, unplug the power of your TV, unplug the power of your soundbar, connect, reconnect it, wait 10 minutes, you know, hop up, hop up and down in your left leg, uh, hmm. you know, juggle three sticks of butter and then try it again. I've done, I did all that and some kind of way I have, and it makes no sense. It works now. Ask me why it works. I have no idea because all I did was just unplug and reconnect this cable for the 10 millionth time. And then on that 10 millionth time, it just works. So uh, that is one of the most frustrating things I've ever done with regard to setting up just stuff. And I don't know why, cause I don't know why for whatever, why I decide to stick with it for again, damn near three hours. Determined to make it work, but I did, and the stoop, the sad thing, like like say, like say, if, if we decide to move, and I have to take all this stuff down, <laughs> right? Yeah. Or you know, or something happens, and I've got to get another sound bar, or or, or what have you, or I upgrade the TV. A myriad of of ver- of ver- variable things happen, right? And I think, oh, I'm just gonna go back and reconnect. No. I, Again, it makes no freaking sense, and I couldn't find anybody on YouTube, any respectable channel of, of any kind that could make any sense of this codec. So, uh, sound sound manu- you know, sound equipment manufacturers for sound bars, uh, sound systems, what have you. TV manufacturers get your ish together with this eARC. Either, either, lit, really honest and for true, make it a universal codec, or drop it all together because this is this is absolutely effing ridiculous. That that yeah. that's what it is. That's what I it, would what agree. It is. I, I didn't so. want to use eARC in my setup because I didn't want to take one of my HDMI slots. So. Uh, yeah. Because of that reason, I wanted to have access to all four of my HDMI slots. I did not use eARC. I just basically used the optical out. Mm. On yeah, my, optical. Uh, that's 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 the that's the codec. I couldn't remember the optical. Yeah, so I just yeah. So because the way my soundbar works is I just uh, switch on whatever of the four HDMI slots I have on my LG, and uh, it works because it basically gets the sound from the optical out. The problem is the optical out's like probably the worst out of the uh, different codecs as far as you know dolby and whatnot but it just serves its purpose for me so yeah yeah and again i don't know why i stuck with it for as long as i did because your boy has limited patience when it comes to tech um and i will say screw this in a new york second and move on to something else but for whatever reason i stuck with it and the the retarded thing about the whole thing, again, is that there is no rhyme or reason as to why it works or doesn't work. Um, well, I'll tell you one thing, one function that is supposed to work that does not work is that I'm supposed to be able to control basic functions on my soundbar 
with my TV's remote. Can't do that. And I'm not about to start fiddling with stuff because I just the, the shit works now. I'm not going to go back and and try to figure out why I can't control my sound bar with my TV remote. I got it to work. I turn on my my TV with my TV remote. I turn on my sound bar with my sound bar remote. I'm cool. I got my Dolby surround sound for whatever that's worth for the quality that of this sound bar for whatever that's worth. I'm good. I'm not going to mess with it. So uh, ER needs to die in a fire for real. They need to really get their ish together. So that was my rant uh, for this episode. So that said. Understood. Yes. That said, we are going to move on to what is our always our next topic on our docket. That is the vessel line coming at you. All right, Dad, you got the mic, bro. All righty. So uh, the Vessel Line is always in response to what we, uh, the conversation that we've had on the main event. So uh, last week's main event was, um, are you good with the Game Awards uh, Game of the Year nominations? Are you going to watch the whole thing or just uh, read about the next, uh, read about the event the next day? So we had a couple responses. One of the responses was uh, our good from our good friend Goonie, who says the only Game Award uh, finalist I have a bit of issue with is the Resident Evil 4 remake, but it is a quality game. I would personally replace it with Hi-Fi Rush or Dave the Diver, both original games made on smaller budgets. All in all, a very good selection of games for a very good year in gaming. Uh, I have not played. Uh, Hi-Fi Rush, and I have only seen video of of people playing Dave the Diver, um, and I do and I do think that both of those games um, definitely should be have be be a higher profile, especially Hi-Fi Rush because I think that it was doing something uh, just different enough uh, to make it stand out from the crowd. Um, Dave the Diver. You know, fun game. Uh, yeah, I watched people play it all the way to the end, so I know everything about it. Um, and uh, say it was a pretty good uh, game, too. Both of these games were, were like you were saying, originals and with, and with smaller budgets. And I do believe that, you know, smaller budget games need to be showcased a lot more uh, nor- regularly. Um, that way people know that there are other types of games that that are out there that you can go and and see and and experience um so yeah i i do think that both of those games can definitely should well should have been at least looked at in other categories um as far as resident evil 4 remake i've never played any other resident evil games it's not a genre that i'm really kind of that fond of um have you did either of you play those play any of the new resident evil games the the remakes i'm playing through it now and i played i played the i don't know how many times resident evil 4 has been remade i played it originally on the gamecube loved it i think they didn't they remake it for either ps3 or 
PS4 or something like that. It's been re-released numerous times. Numerous times, yeah. Yeah, it was originally a GameCube exclusive part of the like the GameCube Five that Capcom was was originally going to laud on there, but they eventually brought the PS2, then they brought out the PS3, then they brought out the PS4. It's on Xbox Series, Xbox One, PC. You know, it's on it. You know, yeah. Resident Evil. This is like the their new um, remake. You know, strategy where these are like almost like in of itself by itself, not a HD remaster, but entirely new games, keeping the spirit of the uh, previous games. So that's probably so, the reason why it was on the list. So okay, yeah, that's another thing that I was thinking, and one of the reasons why I wanted to ask you both this because there is not uh, the same game. Okay, it's not well, the same you game. You know, so so I guess saying saying you know remake. Is, is actually apropos for this one because because i was under the impression that it was just the same no. literally the same game and they were no. like no. you know oh here it is again and i was like wow that's pretty crazy so so then okay okay then i could say they can say you know maybe maybe this is the height of the 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 remakes um of the resident evil uh resident evil games to to kind of pull it back up to um or pull it up to the standards of of newer games, I'm assuming. But um, but yeah, I've, again, they are what they are. I don't think it's gonna win any anything, you know. I so that's why I'm like, okay, uh, I think that's just a dead spot. Um, because to be completely honest, even though Hi-Fi Rush and Dave the Diver, you know, look like really good games, they probably wouldn't win either. So, but but I understand. Um, the the notoriety and the exposure that it would have given to these to the other two games uh probably would have would have sold uh well at least you know sold a little bit more of day of the diver and got people to play hi-fi rush on on their xbox game pass so i can understand that um and and and, and really the 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 one game that really has been snubbed is harry potter yeah, that's the game that has been snubbed, and the only reason it was snubbed because the author of the books believes in biology, and and, and that's the really stupid thing about it. Why that's even an issue is beyond me. Because however way you feel about it, those developers of the of that game really do deserve to have their work because of the quality of it. I was never going to buy it because I'm not a Harry Potter person, but it should have been it should have been part of it should have been part of the game of the year discussion it should have been up and it it, it was just snubbed for politics which i think is just really kind of foul yeah i, I do believe that it was, it was it was a really good game you know and should have gotten a little bit more accolades than it did as well um so uh we got another response from our john bt but john bt actually started off with with a little bit of information regarding our Black Friday discussion that we had a couple of weeks ago, and uh, he wanted to chime in on some of the Black Friday gifts that he got. So he says, "My final list of Black Friday buys were all digital in the PS Store." My man, that's right. Get in there and get them <laughs> deals, them digital deals, buddy. Get them. Uh, so Torchlight Two, late to the party, but glad you're glad you joined us. You know, we've, uh, that's actually a game that I wouldn't mind going back to. So if you want to, if everyone wants to play Torchlight Two, one of our game nights, let me know, because uh, that game is amazing. Um, Hotline Miami Collection, I know that uh, that's one of Joe's one of one of the games that Joe's really enjoys. 
uh, Castlevania GBA collection. Good. Axiom Verge one. I don't. Ha- I didn't have it digitally on PS or on PlayStation. So yeah, I can see because I know that you played, and, and I think you beat both of them. Um, yeah, I beat both of them. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, having it, you know, looking good on the uh, PlayStation is great. And Sonic Frontiers. So far, I've only played Hotline Miami, which is a which is bloody and fun. Yeah, that I'm really surprised that someone hasn't optioned that uh, game for a movie or for a TV series or something, because it is just weird and nuanced enough for people to be like, wow. You know, so again, I'm very surprised that we're not seeing a Hotline Miami like TV series or something on like FS or on like, you know, one of the streaming services, because that 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 show screams that sort of like twisted mind games type of um, stuff that goes on. So I really like. Yeah, Hotline Miami, make it happen, Netflix. (laughs) Yeah, it, that that game reminds me of that uh, movie Drive from uh, that starred Ryan Gosling. That's what mm-hmm. it reminded me of a little bit. So yeah, very very crazy, <laughs> very yeah. very crazy. Uh, so great. And then he also responded to our uh this question regarding the uh the game awards and uh like what he's gonna do. So he says, as far as the game awards, I might join to watch on Discord. Please join us. If we do it delayed so we can fast forward, uh, that's probably what we're going to do. I, I can't imagine us sitting through any kind of weird musical, you know, people they have or, you know, and I, I'm sorry, some some awards just aren't aren't created the same. So mm-hmm. and so. So, yeah. So. Um, so, yeah, he says overall. um so I'm okay with the list. I haven't played Alan Wake 2 yet, but I'm sure it deserves its place. But in the end, I always come down to Tears of the Kingdom and Baldur's Gate 3. I played a shit ton of both. I think Tears is utterly amazing, but in the end, it's just an optimized Breath of the Wild. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. I get it. You can add more stuff to it. You can blow up the little monsters, and you can make penises and airships and all that other stuff, and that's great and all. But yeah, I don't I, uh, um, and the sky component was way overhyped compared to how much sky areas there are. Instead, it was way more dark underground explorations, whereas uh, Baldur's Gate 3 is a game where you can literally do anything. Thank you. Everyone plays the game totally different, and the game lets you. You can talk your way out of anything with the right skills and spells, or you can en- enchant barrels of oil, walk into a room, and blow up the goblins. It's just insane. So I gotta give it to uh, Baldur's Gate 3 based on it being so original, and also it just worked out of the box. Agreed! I agreed. I think this is one of the most you know, well-written <laughs> pieces you know, about Baldur's Gate 3, and why I think it's gonna win as well. I think Larian is due, and I think that they are going to they're, they're going to take it. They're going to take it, and we're going to be happy. At least I'm going to be happy. And I'm going to be all like... I don't know yes. about that. I don't know if you want to bet on it, maybe. Oh, look at C. You're just... He is over here feeling himself now because <laughs> because of these other two bets that he's gonna that he thinks he's gonna win. I mean, I know he he's, he he won your bet, but yeah. I'm still holding out hope for mine. I am still holding out hope <laughs> okay. that that they'll come to me and they'll say Desmond. And I'll be like, yes. And I'll be like, 
here you go, what you wanted, and I'll be mm-hmm. like, thank you. But uh, there's, a, there's a better chance of Xbox having a game of the year up <laughs> next year <laughs> than the Monster Hunter. Than, than than Monster Hunter <laughs> it's only the beginning of December. It's <laughs> all I'm saying. It's only the beginning of December. My luck, they're gonna like re-release the PSP version of like Monster Hunter Freedom Unite on like uh, PlayStation Plus is premium or something. You're gonna say, oh, look, that would count. I won, I won. Look at me. Wait, wait, wait. I thought this was for World too. Hush, right? Kevin. This is it for is World for World too. too. Hush, Kevin. Yeah, no, but yeah. I'm, I'm just I'm just commenting on the ish <laughs> no. I'm gonna have to deal with. No, no. Well, hush, yeah, Kevin. No, no. I'm yeah, we keep it a buck here. I know, I know. So, um, so yeah, maybe, maybe we, uh, maybe we should bet. So, so you in the comments uh, or on our Discord, let us know what do you think would be a good bet for, uh, for game of the year. You know, for a, a winner. You know, we got the winners here. I think burger bet. King of Burger Murray. bet. Gonna win. Yeah. To a burger bet. bet. You into a burger yeah. bet? Got okay. it. You want it on this cab or is it gonna be? Well, I, my vote is for Tears of the Kingdom too, so oh! I'm, this is gonna be this is gonna be for the both of y'all because oh! have I don't have another I, I'm not I'm not really seeing another horse in this race, it, oh. it, other other than Baldur's Gate and uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Okay, you don't think so Spider-Man Two is gonna win? Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. I would be very. Would I be Would I be mad if it did? No, nope. but I don't think it's gonna win. No, nope. I would not be mad if Spider-Man Two won. But I just don't think that it. I don't think that it will. Um, um, because I just don't think that. I, I just don't think it did it enough or innovated enough in order to in order to make it, you know, stand out from the crowd. So, um, but are yeah. you making this bet, Des? Well, I got. I gotta know who I'm betting with. Uh, is it the two of you? Because you both you, want Tears of the Kingdom. Well, why don't you and Kev like? Well, you both. You know, this is you. You. It, this is you and you and Dez, so um, okay. the burger. I think is that that's where because it, it. I mean, so it, it just seems very weird to have two people betting on the same horse, and against one. So I, I, I mean, know, I'm fine with making making burgers a, from y'all. Making so. a making a hammy's <laughs> bet. I don't know. <laughs> we'll get a burger bet. It'll yeah, be a burger, burger bet yeah. for this one. Yeah, I love I love all this betting. Like I never thought that I was that much of a gambler, but I guess I. Um, so I'll get those coupons ready for you, so you can like you know buy yes, buy sir. one get one free, so you can give me and Kevin the burger. How about that, sir? If you come at me with with a coupon, I'm Burger King, I am slapping you. I know we're friends, but. You got Whopper, to go, Whopper, so. Junior Whopper. Hey, that way you could give give both me and Kev a burger. So. No, no, you better better come correct, Joe. Okay, so here's the here's the bet. I, you and me, Joe, you and me. Okay. I am betting for Boulder's Gate three to win, and you're betting that Tears of the Kingdom will win. We will be watching it, um, on Discord. So I hope you all can join us and you can root for me to win and we can, <laughs> and we can you know, do the do because that's that's that that's what's up. So yeah. you're right here. You know, if Baldur's Gate wins, I'm going to look at my McDonald's app and see what. Better, what, uh... <laughs> you better not. 
Well, anyway. Two dollars. Two dollar Mickey Holla. So, I, I have it your way. No, you better you not. rule. So, um, okay. So, uh, thank you, John BT, and thank you, thank you, John BT, and thank you, uh, Goonie, for your responses. Love to hear from you. Uh, if you have any other questions, sorry, if you have any other uh, comments that you want to add, you can definitely go to our Discord, uh, and you can continue to have the conversation there. We love talking with all of you. Um, and if you don't know how to get to the Discord, or you're wondering what do I do, that you know, uh, just Stay till the end, and Kev will definitely let you know. But you know what comes after the main event and the vessel line? It's the Jabroni Gaming News. All right, thank you there. You're welcome, sir. Thank you, thank you. All right, so first news item, probably probably the least expected news item, but the one I just had personal skin in with at least um this is a game i always wanted to play but never has been translated into english so samurai showdown rpg was originally released back in the day 1997 for the neo geo cd and eventually ported over to the playstation one and also the sega saturn and someone has finally in the fan community went in and edited this game and released the full game into english so Fantastic. Yes. um, According to the project lead and self-stylized SNK historian, Jeff Nussbaum, he commented, my white whale has finally been slain. Uh, He made a comment on uh, the um, game mod repository romhacking.net. We salute you. So, yeah, he has went in and translated this game fully into English and um, pretty much... uh, if you haven't seen this game, basically is an action RPG. It's uh, translated to Samurai Showdown, Tales of the Bushido on here. And you could start off with uh, six classic Samurai Showdown characters, Oamaru, Genjuro, Nakaruru, Cham Cham, Ukiyo, and Galford on there. And each has their own openings as well as unique dialogue and cutscenes on here. The basic narrative remains the same no matter who you choose at the outlet on there. Um, another cool thing about the game is that the game does have some fighting game commands in its action RPG combat. So, so you have to go ahead and do some traditional fighting game inputs like quarter circles, so on and so forth on there to be able to execute some special moves, uh, in the RPG combat. So, so, but kind of take a look at this. I am going to look for this, uh, um, a fan translation. I'm gonna see if I could get an emulator, either on my PC or on my Steam Deck, and have at it. So, you know, I'm yep. just excited for it. So, Please any thoughts, know. you guys? I'm excited for it. When I saw this was on the outline, I was like, "Oh, hell yeah!" I was like, "Hell yeah, let's go, let's go!" Yeah, I'm here for it. I am super here for it. And um, I remember seeing, um actually seeing this game um on didn't you have a version of it joe no i never bought it i thought about buying it but i know but i I swear to god i saw i saw it somewhere maybe it was probably a video of it or something because i got to see some either screenshots or a video of it and i was like wow that looks so good like and i was like i really would like to play that but it was only in japanese so the fact that it's actually done 
is great. And I'm and I really hope that uh, now that it's done, I hope that Capcom does not or sorry, SNK does not come out and give them a cease and desist. Like I no, really and they're not going to. Okay. No, not not on these fan trends, especially so long in the tooth. So uh one one the user was commenting on the fact that they were wondering if um if Legend of Lagaya's combat system was inspired by the Samurai Shodown RPG or not. Well, so because okay. you talk about another like uh, like old school JRPG with some like you know fighting game inputs uh, and commands, Legend of Lagaya was kind of cray cray uh, mm-hmm. on the PlayStation One. So, well, any interest in this, Kev? Yeah, about actually, actually, yeah, um, I would definitely want to check this out. And according to the article, they said the Neo Geo CD version is probably the best out of the three. And they said that there's some additional frames of animation on that version versus the PlayStation 1 and X Saturn versions of that. So so I'll definitely we'll talk about this hopefully at a later point and you know, once we dive in and start playing and kind of go from there. But uh, just, uh, you know, I've always been curious about this game and I'm glad someone's finally gotten the ability to be able to do it. I guess for whatever reason, no one knew how to go in and uh, um, insert the English text into the ROM on there. Someone actually went in and custom made a... Um, a particular tool to be able to edit the game because prior to 2022 um there was you know they had to look into the actual programming of the game itself to be able to go ahead and uh, be able to open up to answer all the english text so so thank you mm. so, good time so okay. mm-hmm. i'm here for it all right well another news topic probably not like expected to be talked about in fact uh, even when I add to the outline, I got questioned, why are you adding putting this in the outline? Well, and the reason why is I actually think it's kind of interesting. So Epic Games with Fortnite, the dreaded Fortnite, um, they are launching three games within Fortnite itself. So they're releasing Lego Fortnite, which will be out on December the 7th on there um they're releasing rocket racing it's going to be a supersonic arcade racer uh coming out on december the 8th and then fortnite festival which is a new music game from harmonics on there that will be out on december the 9th on here um i'm you know as far as the three games here it's kind of interesting the fact that epic's just going a whole hog and releasing like separate games within Fortnite. I'm kind of interested in Rocket Racing. This is from Sonics, the developers of Rocket League, of course, but uh, this is straight up a uh, arcade racer where you're able to drift, fly, boost on there. And um, I'm curious, especially any arcadey racers to me, I'm always willing to give it a shot. So I'm kind of curious what it looks like. I know that the Game Awards will have a uh, trailer for Rocket Racing. So I'm kind of curious once that pops, because it's going to be launching like the day after the Game Awards on this Friday coming up on December the 8th on there. Um, I know that maybe people that like Lego games might like Lego Fortnite because it's a crafting game. It's an adventure game. It's not based on that PVP battle Royale business. It's just something else on there. So any opinion on this Desmond? I mean, uh, you think uh, launching separate games within the Fortnite launcher is like kind of cool or what's your overall opinion? Uh, I, I expected it. Don't, I mean, you see what they're doing with, um, 
that other one. Uh, oh my God, what was the name of that one? Um, it's um, missing on it. The the one that came out before um, Air Syndicate and the other one. Oh, you talk about League of Legends, you mean? Yeah, League, League of Legends, Legends games. Doing, yeah. Yeah, League of Legends is doing the same thing. So I yeah. think that's fantastic. You know that that they're trying to get different genre type of games, but again. Fortnite is not just a game anymore. It is a brand. So when you yeah. when you do this, that's what you're getting. You know, you you know, you know, oh, it's Fortnite. That's it's a brand. Oh, you know, I can I can, you know, do this. I can do that. <clears throat> so so when you do when you start seeing stuff like that, it, it's it's not it, I'm not surprised is all I can say, you know, because they're branching out into like all these different other things. I mean, we got it. What we got a Fortnite comic book, we got Fortnite, all different types of stuff. So I'm, I'm not surprised at all um, that we're getting it now. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just surprised that it took so long given, given Fortnite's, you know, given their, their wanting to Epic's wanting to kind of get their, their 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 brand out there so so the fact that it it took this long is is kind of them slipping but but yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not surprised at all i'm not dipping into any fortnite pro- game proper i mean obviously their season five is kind of nuts between what eminem like solid snake and uh peter griffin uh, amongst other characters peter griffin. i saw <laughs> yes. that and i was like what but again like i like, like i was telling you these these things sell you know people want people want to laugh and play as uh play as peter griffin uh there's this one guy that i watch um on um he's a youtuber that i watch he he does all different types of you know funny gaming type stuff and he he does a whole bunch of uh, animations about dragon ball and so and he, he sounds just like goku he does a pretty good goku and when the goku uh, when the Goku skin came out, he basically, you know, ran around as the Goku, and he was talking like Goku, and and shooting people. And he, so the other people that the squad, he was all randos, and they didn't know, like he was being recorded that they were being recorded, and he just was like, you know, talking all this madness to them, and they were like what what's going on who is this who is this guy <laughs> so, so, so people like it, it people like this stuff and it and it makes them money so of course they're gonna do it you know i'm surprised eminem isn't on like call of duty shooting up snoop you know or Nicki minaj or something you know so so I, I, i'm not surprised i'm not surprised at all um i'm surprised it has to happen sooner to be completely to, to be completely honest so you know, this is this is what's happening. You know, this is what's happening. So. And I, I know how much you love Fortnite, Kev. Uh, do you have anything to say about these additional games being brought into the mix? Any interest in the racing game? Maybe, maybe not. That would be the only thing. That would be the only thing. If if I don't know, if it's kind of burnout-ish, maybe, which I doubt, but we'll see. But uh, that would that is my only possible possible interest with regard to Fortnite. 
Good deal. We'll have to see what happens when this thing finally is unveiled during the Game Awards. We'll see. So, mm. all right. Next thing I want to talk about that we talked about in previous shows, but Dragon's Dogma did finally have their little blowout uh, showcase on here, and uh, they did announce a release date. It's coming out on March 22nd, 2024 for all platforms on here um and if you didn't know their dragon's dogma 2 is a sequel to the prior dragon's dogma and dragon's dogma dark arisen is a narrative driven action rpg you are able to use pawns uh npcs in the game to be able to uh you know get a group in combat if need be and uh did any of you two happen to watch the showcase at all i watched some of it i was not i haven't watched the whole thing yet yeah, I haven't watched the whole thing yet either, but uh, they did say that, uh, you know, obviously you have multiple vocations at your disposal, like a mage, an archer, and a fighter that were also in the first game. But they have a new a vocation for Dragon's Dogma 2, which is the trickster. Uh, the trickster wields a special weapon called the sensor to create smoke and conjure various illusions to confuse enemies to fighting amongst themselves on here. So, but... You know, this game looks kind of very thorough. It uh, looks like, you know, it's the sequel that we've been asking and, and waiting for on this bad boy. So, I mean, it's, oh, Capcom's, it's Capcom's first $69.99 game because this is not being released for prior gen. So, what? Uh, Say it only, so. It's only come out for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, and your you know, PC platforms. So, you know. What are they doing? They're releasing the best game that could possibly be. You know, who knows? Maybe it'll come out for Switch 2 once Switch 2. Oh, stop that. <laughs> you know, if they have to make it work on Series S, you know, probably work on the Switch 2, right? So, you know it. But I am excited for Dragon's Dogma 2. I will be picking up day one. Um, day one. I'm going to pick it up day one. I'll play it day one because why pick it up if I'm not going to play it? <laughs> so. I, so, I almost beat the I almost beat the first one. I got all well, pretty much to the end. Um, and I just it just didn't. Can just I can I say that. something controversial here? Sure, sure. Um, and this is a day one get for me. I played and finished the first one, loved it. I think it's great. I think it not being multiplayer is a missed opportunity. Oh, they're just doing that. For I the... I I know because they got they got Monster Hunter. I I get that. I, I fully understand why they didn't do it, but I th- in every game where that I've played, and I'm thinking back to, um, I mean, I can just go back to like Gears, like Gears of War, like the the first the first three, right? Mm-hmm. In every game where I'm stuck with AI characters they always wind up doing something goofy or dumb (laughs) a lot of the times they do things that if not straight up get me killed they they actually do things that make what should be something fairly easy to do or to get around or what have you more difficult i mean there i know that there's ways around that like you know uh, like Naughty Dog did it with in in um, Last of Us, where literally if you're sneaking around with with a with an NPC or or, or with not an NPC with a, a AI controlled character, 
they could literally be standing in front of a guard and the guard will not see them. So I, I, I get that. You know, I, I know that there's ways to work around that, but I just feel that with the pawns, it would be really cool if you could hop into somebody's game or open your game up to somebody hopping in as their pawn and joining uh, joining somebody in, in their game. I, I just feel that that's a bit of a missed opportunity. Do I understand why they made this single player? Yes, I do. Do I understand that they want to con- not confuse people when they've got Monster Hunter World 2 coming at some point? Yes, I do. You're kind of sort of doing similar things, jumping on giant monsters, fighting giant monsters. I get it. I understand all that. Two different games, two different universes, two different worlds. This one is very narrative driven. Monster Hunter's more of a, you know, multi multiplayer, you know, kind of kind of lenient on narrative. I, I get all that. But I just kind of feel that this was a bit of a missed opportunity not letting you join uh not letting players team up uh either as you know the arisen with friends joining as pawns, uh that's just why this just do i think it's going to make it a lesser game no i don't i just feel that it was a missed opportunity i mean yeah and as far as you know and as far as you know the pawns getting you killed and stuff like that just don't use joe's pawns you know (laughs) get out of here get out of here with that crap it'll be okay (laughs) you know where you could put my pawn straight up (laughs) hey now this is an all-ages show (laughs) So you were going to say, Joe? Actually, I don't know if you guys know, but uh, I'm just going to drop, drop something. Dragon's Dogma, after they released Dragon's Dogma and Dragon's Dogma Dark Arisen, Capcom released a uh, MMORPG, but only in Asia territories. And so it came out for PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, and PC. And so this game was actually up for four years, and they finally brought the servers down as of 2019 there is a um, initiative within a small community and they are working to get the servers back on private servers and online and so they actually have made progress on here and uh, there is a uh, if you want to go on your windows pc you can go and, and play dragon's dogma online the original game that capcom brought out in 2015 online right now on there so so Kind of crazy to think, and I didn't know of this until I started poking around after you mentioned the fact that you you thought that the Capcom should have brought Dragon's Dogma 2 as an online game. There is Dragon's Dogma MMO, and it's coming out. In fact, it's uh, being worked on at the moment. So I'm kind of curious how that's going to play, and I might check it out. Who knows? You know. I don't know what you feel about that, Kev, if that's something you might want to check out if need be. Not really, because I'm not one to sit and fiddle around with PC multiplayer. Got it. I just don't want to sit. I just don't want to waste time because knowing me, I team up with an asshole. And <laughs> I, I the last thing I want to deal with is some knucklehead uh, talking, talking ish and nonsense and spend the rest of my time on that game figuring out how to mute him. Yeah. On on an unofficial game. I like being on a console 
where all that stuff is locked to the OS and I can just hit the home button and kick somebody out or mute them or whatever I need to do and not have to deal with texts and different apps and all that stuff like 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 PC. I'm I'm not going to I'm not going to go down that road. Yeah, right now it's stated that they, even though they have the servers online that there's no um story progression at the moment. So, we're just working on getting it to work basically. So, Mm. So I'll, I'll keep an eye out and see what's going on with it. You know, I'm kind of curious about that. I'm kind of curious, too, because there is a, an initiative to get the Dragon Quest um, 10, uh, on the actual MMORPG. Actually, it's been translated into English, at least for a certain portion of it. And so I totally forgot about it until I started looking at this. And it's like, it's great, it's great that there's small little communities out there that will bring these games back on private servers and to be able to make it live beyond the shelf life, especially on there. So got to give it up. But uh, we'll be playing, talking more about Dragon's Dogma 2 uh, coming next March and see what goes from there. So excited. So let us know if you happen to watch the trailer and if you have any sort of you know excitement or comments about it as well, we'll talk about it in the Discord. So. Yep, yep. All right. Next thing I want to talk about is uh, there's been some hubbub and some news about Sony. Uh, they just announced a couple days ago that they came into an agreement with uh, NCSoft out of um, South Korea uh, with a publishing partnership on there. And so there's been rumors uh, with NCSoft that they've been working on a Horizon mmorpg with some uh. on here so and so i think this is kind of the bellwether at least the, the beginning of this partnership because if you're not familiar with ncsoft as far as this type of content they've worked on they have released you know prior games um that are all like in that kind of mmorpg wheelhouse i know they published guild wars back in the day on there and they have like a few other titles uh, like i think lineage 2 blade and soul on here and they mainly released a lot of uh, mmorpgs in the south korean market on there so so and i think they're kind of attracted the fact that uh, you know this is maybe a territory where you know there's not a lot of uh uh worldwide publishing a lot of these games wound up being you know on pc only or maybe released like on xbox you remember that kingdom under fire series that came out for the original xbox that was like uh, uh. korean developed on there so there's potential here in the way and i'm just kind of curious where this is going to go they also mentioned the fact that the partnership is going to involve mobile as well so i'm kind of curious you know where sony wants to take that as well and, and kind of to tie into the discussion about coming to an agreement with the south korean company ncsoft uh, they also it's been rumored that uh, they have come in with an agreement with the south korean team shift up the team that's currently working on stellar blade at the moment and it's been rumored that stellar blade's going to be a playstation exclusive like a second party exclusive mm. on here where they're able to publish the game exclusively on playstation on here um and they're also talking about that the sony is also looking into possibly striking a deal with other south korean developers including neowiz which brought out liza p pearl abyss 
which you know black desert online and so we'll have to see you know what what's happening in that south korean market for sony you know sony also has that china hero project and india hero project where they're working on like you know obviously smaller games from both china and from india and be able to do that so you know a lot of people talk about xbox and how game pass you know kind of helps you know propagate these smaller developers but they don't talk about the fact that sony is lifting up a lot of these uh, developers in other countries as well so so any any thoughts kev as far as uh, stellar blade and and this whole foray into korea well stellar stellar blade is a day one i mean if 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 you know me you know that that that's not even a question but I think this is just classic. This is just kind of like classic PlayStation business. Um, they find stuff that looks good, looks like it will ap- appeal to their fan base, and they go about trying to secure it and helping developers along and inking deals. And I mean, that's really how you, how not just in gaming, but in any business, that's how you start building desire for your product putting out stuff that folks that have already bought your stuff are going to want to go buy and buy more stuff of that's kind of how that's business that's business 101 right yeah (laughs) i i i put out stuff you like that stuff i put out more of the stuff that you like you go back out and buy it that's kind of sort of what this what they're doing so um yeah i it that that's that's great yeah i mean you got kind of i get i get i get more games that i want to play there's there's no downside to that yeah people don't talk enough about how at least the third-party relations at playstation has gone out to like different companies like mihoyo they get like genshin on um you know playstation uh, Honkai and you know it's they started basically a, a lot of uh, you know different opportunities for console gaming for some of these Chinese and Korean developers where um, you know I don't think uh, any other platform would you know maybe Nintendo you know I don't know about Xbox obviously so well I mean there was that big that that discussion that was going on a few years ago about how folks were particularly when uh what was it? Uh, Sumo closed when they closed down Sumo. Yeah. That PlayStation was walking away from, you know, their their Japanese heritage, stepping away from Asian influence in their games, which is what brought a lot of people to the platform in generations past. I was never one to think that because to me, it, it I I just didn't see that in their in their movement, do they have to move to make themselves globally appealing? Yes, they do. But I was not thinking that they were just going to walk away from their Asian, you know, their Asian uh, influence, their background, their heritage when it comes to the software that they bring to the platform. So, because that's what brought me in, right? Um, God, you know, the only place to play Godham was on PlayStation. So it's like, yeah that, I, mean, that I don't i never did think that they were going to walk away from that and this is proof 
that they were just working behind the scenes trying to secure some content. Yeah. You know, SIE did close their internal studio. I mean, they still have the studio that did, um, God, I can't think of it right now at the top of my head, the um, Astrobot. So, mm, you know, yeah. I mean, I know hopefully they're working on an Astrobot sequel for PlayStation VR 2. Uh, but they've partnered up with enough developers in that that side of the world on there, you know, you, between the you know, Koei Tecmo and, you know, the Neo 1 and 2, you know, that was exclusive for PlayStation. And then, you know, people forget, it's been a while since it got announced, but Rise of the Ronin still in development is probably coming out at some point in 2024 as well. And I'm eager to see that game. So Yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, you know, I think, People think that well, I, I want to play Asian games, they only think Japan. And I think PlayStation is having a broader look that there is a difference between Korean, Korean, just like there is a difference between Korean manga and Japanese manga. There's going to be a difference between Korean games, Japanese games, uh, Indian games. You know, each culture is going to bring their own flair and style to the content that they're going to be putting on this platform. And that's what I want to see. You know, I want to see the difference between Stella Blade and Bayonetta. You know, I, I even though, like I said last episode, you can't tell me Stella Blade wasn't heavily influenced by Bayonetta. If you if you think that you're fooling yourself. But I do want to see what they're going to bring, you know, to this, to the beat-em-up genre, which is, happens to be my favorite genre right now. So I, I, I like it. I, I like getting, I like seeing different people's and cultures' uh, perspective on genres that I like. I like seeing how, you know, how those equations work out. I think that's kind of what what makes gaming appealing, you know, just like people that are into movies might, you know, just like wanting to see what movies from different cultures and different, you know, from different people groups are like, you know, it's all it kind of just makes the world a little bit smaller. That makes sense. No, it does. All right, so next news story, and I'll kind of round this uh, news segment out. But uh, Phil Spencer, Xbox, they uh, had a nice long interview talking with uh, Jez Corden at uh, Windows Central. And uh, you know, there was some recent kerfuffle. Uh, you know, Phil went down to Brazil to partake in a recent, like, you know, uh, like a fan fest. It's a CCXP 2023 on here uh, that's like a big combination between games comics and movies um basically and so he did go down to make an appearance at the uh, brazilian convention on here but uh you know there was some recent talk from xbox cfo tim stewart he made recent comments about game pass he was making a presentation to wells fargo of all all people saying that Microsoft's aim was to bring Xbox Games Pass to any screen that can play games, including Nintendo Switch and the Sony PlayStation brands on here. So a lot of people took that as a wherewithal that Xbox looks to that, that they're preparing for 
a point in time where Xbox hardware does not exist that they want to go in and just place Game Pass on every screen that they could possibly place it on. But uh, Phil came back to say basically that we have, quote unquote, no plans to bring Game Pass to PlayStation or Nintendo. <laughs> it's not in our plan. So they happen to flip flop. <laughs> Their CFO said, said one Get thing on. and Phil said, can we just the CFO is talking to the money. All right. Make no mistake, y'all. The money is going to be making the decision. The money is going to be making the decision. The the CFO was talking to investors, talking to Wells Fargo, because they're probably going to want to go to large financial institutions like Wells Fargo (laughs) for loans to to get to make this type of stuff possible. That's the real deal. That's yeah, the Phil's plan. coming back saying, hey, we, we have all the stuff with our Series X and S and performance in Games Pass, Xbox Cloud Game, cross-save ID at Xbox, and so on and so forth. So, so yeah, uh, he said Game Pass is one of the things you know that over the last five years we built and we continue to grow. It's on PC. It's on cloud. It's an important part of the Xbox console identity. So, he said, mm <laughs> That CFO didn't even mention Xbox in his remarks. No, he did not. So <laughs> he said, "Ah, uh, you need a hush." You need to hush. I mean, I mean, uh, we we just look so funny. Microsoft is going to be the next Sega, but they're going to do they're going to they're going to try and do it smarter, and they're going not going to make this move until they feel that it's beneficial to them. Okay. So if they can't if they can't put the competition out of business by buying up everything, then they're going to go about it a different route. And the CFO was just saying what the long term vision was that Xbox is going to be an ecosystem. It's not going to be a physical product anymore. Nope. I told you that that's they're not that, that there's no money in that. No, there's, there's not. I mean, no. the, the, the metrics, depending on who or where and you're getting your numbers from, are showing, you know, this point year, year over year, a, a falling of 30 to 50 percent of Xbox console sales in comparison to last generation. Globally. I mean, they're still doing OK in the U.S., but globally. It's not looking good. And yeah, I mean, the writing is on the wall. The CFO has already said what he's going to what the plan is. Phil has to come in and say, oh, well, you know, you know, hey, if you buy if you have an Xbox, we're still thinking about you. No, they're not. He's already said that Game Pass has already plateaued on console and that they're really looking to grow the P- their PC market. Mm, that's funny. <laughs> I mean, that is just super I, funny to me. It, I mean, it, 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 it's just a situation in my, in my opinion. Someone who is just looking at this, you know, not in the boardrooms, not making deals, don't work for Fortune 500 company. It's executives talking. Phil's job is to sell Xbox as a brand. That does include the console. 
So when the, the CFO's job is to get the money, secure the bag, right? That's his job. Make sure that the money stays right. The investors are happy, you know, that there's more, that that bottom line is looking great. So he's going to be talking in that in that mindset. And he didn't even mention Xbox in, in his discussion at all. It was all about Game Pass. So, yeah. I know that Phil commented too that uh, they're looking to bring more niche titles to Game Pass, which is a good thing. So, so we'll have to see. You know, obviously they need to, you know, stem the tide because they're putting all this money into Game Pass, and uh, we'll see what happens. I'm and why can't they do what PlayStation's doing with China Hero and Indian Hero? Why can't they do stuff like that? That's how you grow. That's how you bring new help bring new content to your platform. Yeah. You're not I mean, okay, fine. Yes, you got you got Daddy Warbucks money. That's wonderful. But what are you doing to help those other developers in other areas of the world secure content help secure content to your platform? Stuff that maybe has it's a new spin on genres that are really popular on the Xbox. Why can't they do what what place? I'm not saying that you have to follow step for step. I'm just saying understand your fan base and look for the stuff that your fan base is in desire of from other parts of the world. Help them develop. Send them the dev kits. Send, you know, help them understand the platform as best as possible lock that stuff down and yeah you can put it on game pass or make this game put this game on game pass or push this on pc whatever you want to do but grow content feed content they don't seem to want to do that they just want to buy up everything and and that's not that's not the Xbox that was during the first gen in the 360. And and that's why I'm so I'm so critical of them today is that when they were like that, when they were securing content and making deals and landing second and third party exclusives, they were really they were really trying to compete. They were really trying to compete, but now it's just Hey, let's just buy them, and yep. nine times out of ten, they, it turns out to be a, a, that company that they buy. I mean, look at Rare. Come on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not a creative endeavor. It's more like, oh, let's buy them and figure it out later. Yeah. Buy them and figure it out at the yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Well, uh, another comment, and you know, Phil being in Brazil right now, I don't know if you guys know, but there was a big backlash about the Series S in Brazil uh, a few months ago on here. So they recently went in and they bumped up the price on the Series S, 35% price increase. So in the Brazilian currency, it was from like 26.49 to 35.99. So, mm. and basically. They were state, Xbox was stating because of uh, of cost and it needs to be business needs to be sustainable. Um, they had to increase the price of the Series S in Brazil, 
And problem is this now that the um, Series S is priced at higher than a PlayStation 5 digital edition. <laughs> it made it made the Xbox platform a little bit unappealing in the Brazilian market. So, yeah. Say it isn't so. In fact, uh, during Black Friday, there was even the fact that the PlayStation 5 disc edition was less expensive than the Xbox Series S in the Brazilian market. So, so well, Phil film commented because uh, the Brazilian gamers, especially those in the Resetera thread, they they were fucking pissed. They were pissed. They basically said that Xbox basically is abandoning the Brazilian market. So. So Phil said that regional markets can't be directly compared, mainly because they are very different regarding government policies, consumer base, and market competitiveness. And he's bringing out all these big words on here. So uh, he said that the increase in Xbox Series X and S pricing didn't have a huge impact on the company's profit margins, and it's probably the smallest margin in the world. So they're making like little to no profit in the Brazilian market. So. So, according to this, Microsoft's primary aim with the Brazilian market is to be, quote-unquote, future-proof in a position that actually prioritizes longevity over financial gains. So, he said, no, we don't want to make money off you Brazilians. We want want to, you know, grow this gaming market. So, so this is a direct quote. It says, even with the price we have now after the increase, this is for us in terms of what we could see from the sales of the Series S in Brazil, probably the smallest margin in the world of what we get from the revenue that we manage to get. For me, the most important thing is that the pricing occurs in a way that makes us viable here in the long term. I need to make sure that my commitment to the consumers here is to run a good business. So he needs to make money. He needs to mm-hmm. not lead money, I guess. So hey, man, they just spent seventy billion. When you yeah. just drop seventy billion plus whatever fees and taxes uh, or not, fees and costs associated with that transaction, mm-hmm. not to mention the uh, the <laughs> health benefits of all them employees. And, you started watching your nickels and dimes, bro. You have you to. Know it. And after, <laughs> after he asked about how big the impact the price increase will have on Brazilian consumers, Phil Spencer showed sympathy, claiming that he feels respect for them. But he reiterated that Microsoft values its position in the Brazilian industry and in order to stay competitive, a price increment was inevitable. So now so. now to be fair, to be yeah. fair, I you know, there are a lot of taxes in Brazil that goes on with with electronics, yeah. Electronics like, and stuff. Yeah. Right. I don't understand all of it. I, you know, people are people saying it's borderline communistic over there, and that's why the taxes are so high. Hey, if you if you live there, you understand it. That's that's beyond my scope of of understanding. So a lot of this is probably a lot of governmental regulations laying on levies and taxes on the people trying to get these products, which is just government being government, really. Yeah. If if they manufacture the Series S or X in Brazil, the, they don't have to pay the import tax. So so it's just a logistical kind mm. of question. Uh. At this convention this past weekend, they had lots of sizzle trailers for Xbox Game Pass for PC because that's mainly the market that is yeah. in the Brazil. 
yeah. it's the PC market that's the main driver with consoles being ancillary. So, mm-hmm. so I'm I'm thinking they probably want to go ahead. It's kind of crazy. Um, you know, you basically right now the console costs twice the um, minimum monthly wage in Brazil. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then when they get PC, all they're going to do is pirate the games. Probably. Yeah. Or play them on Games Pass, you know. Yeah, Game Pass. Yeah. Well, yeah. if if you're if if the consoles are this expensive, then how expensive are the games? You know, the yeah. games are getting hit, yeah, so uh, it. it it would only make sense for you to just go to hit the bay, hit the pirate weren't, bay. Weren't yeah. they? But were correct me if I'm wrong. Weren't folks angry about? Uh, what Sony did a while ago when they had to hack the price up or, or oh, they hacked what? the price up in other territories, but they left it the same in the U S territory, but they, like in the UK, Canada, uh, Europe, you know, they didn't bump the price up a bit mm. just because of inflation and whatnot. Mm. So, but it was an overall just, you know, increase in a lot of different territories. You know? crazy. Uh, this this kind of came out of the blue on here and um uh, you know it's kind of crazy because right now the price for the playstation 5 is equal to the series s and i can't imagine what the series x costs in brazil mm. <laughs> much less you know talking about that so mm. so right now the series s is about the same price as the disc version ps5 and the digital version is actually less right now so this is a quote out of the uh Resetera thread you can take a look at that so so I guess during Black Friday, the price even went lower. So it just makes mm. this whole thing uh, ridiculous. So, hey. so but Sony, I guess, decided, hey, they're just going to eat the cost and, and you know, basically keep the price the same. So Yeah, and Sony didn't just spend $70 billion to acquire Activision. Yeah. They didn't do that. They they don't have that expense on the on their <laughs> on their Excel sheet, right? <laughs> so, like I said, when you spend that kind of money, you start the nickels and dimes start really mattering, right? Yeah, um, I know. There's a nice thread. I used to do the Microsoft rewards through Bing and through the um, Edge browser, but um, they have been taking out a uh like uh blade and just slicing and dicing you only could earn like two points off of doing those little like weekly and and daily like you know little things on the bing browser on there and some people actually said they've reached their quote-unquote reward limit for the year and so a lot of people are cashing out their points some people were saying that they've been banned (laughs) and um kind of uh, looking at as far as the rewards program that people do on the regular, they're cutting this rewards program to the bone, basically. So, Yeah, $70 billion. Yeah, Yeah, right. You are right. Well, speaking of which, I don't know, maybe because of the fact that, you know, maybe that Series X reboot is coming out next year, but the Series X price has been slashed to a record Low of three forty nine in the U- yeah, United States. So uh, maybe you Brazilian gamers out there, if you happen to be listening, maybe you want to import from the U.S. <laughs> without 
those damn import taxes. But yeah, right now you could purchase the Series X with or without Diablo 4 for $349 at Walmart on here. So and so it's available for all customers. So you don't need a Walmart Plus subscription. But they were selling both the Series X Diablo 4 bundle for $349 and the Series X standalone for $349. So so uh, their decision to discount discount the console so heavily may fuel speculation that Microsoft is preparing to announce updated Xbox Series X hardware. The company recently began teasing plans for important announcements during the Game Awards coming up on December the 7th. So we'll have to see what happens. According to the legal documents we talked about in September that were leaked, of course, you know, you had that thing looking like a black air purifier coming out, the new Series X without a disc. Yep. Alexa. Codename Brooklyn on there, so um, Alexa. <laughs> so we'll have to see. Um, but according to that, it's supposed to have a no more immersive controller fe- fe- featuring haptic feedback and accelerometer features, modular thumbsticks, and so on and so forth. So so copying the dual sense? Oh, I don't know about that, but hey, whatever floats your boat, but whatever works. Whatever works, so so that concludes the Brony Gaming News for this episode. All right. So <clears throat> thank you for that, Jabroni Chief. Game nights. Oh, you know, one more thing before I go into game nights. Another, I completely forgot. I'm not going to go into a whole lot of detail. Played Robocop is very good. The, yeah, my, only really com- good. my only complaint is that there's not a whole lot of enemy, enemy variety, but it's very good. It's very robo robocop ish. They really captured the essence of the movies in the game. And it, it's it's really fun. Um Game Night takes place every Thursday, nine PM Eastern, six PM Pacific. That's the day of the week we set aside to play games with folks who are members of our Discord community. Now you might be asking how you get a, how you go about doing that I'll explain that shortly but you don't even really need to be gaming you could be doing anything just be in the voice channel and you'll be able to hang out with us uh just kind of rap hang out whatever we, yes we do play games I'm often doing chores or other things before I can get to a point where I can turn on a console and hop in but it's, you know, we just kind of hang out. It's very chill, very cool. We just kind of hang out, play, talk about whatever. So if any of that sounds good to you, I want to invite you to join our Discord server. And the way you do that is super easy as well. You just head over to the app formerly known as Twitter, currently known as X. X, 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 X. Going to give it to and- you. <laughs> And go to at Gaming Vessels, G-A-M-I-N-G-V-E-S-S-E-L-S. Click the link in our bio and you're in. So there's no waiting period. There is no Patreon tier list to pay, to subscribe to and pay for. We just ask that you be a good person, like talking about video games, video game industry with other people, like-minded people. People, when I say like-minded, I just mean good people folks that can have a difference of opinion without uh, the personal attacks questioning your legitimacy between your parents when you were conceived so if you would like to be able to do things like that which you seemingly cannot do on other much larger social media platforms 
I'd highly invite, I would highly encourage you to join our little Discord community. I think we got something pretty cool going there. News posted on the daily, um, talking about, you know, our our uh, Steam Deck and what our plans for it. All kinds of neat stuff going on over at the Discord community. We got our rolling credits contest going on, uh, heading up toward the end of this, heading up to the end of this year. The uh, winner is going to be uh, announced fairly fairly soon. A lot of cool stuff going on. So if all that yeah, sounds good to you, we're looking at the Xbox. We have Xbox Fever. So. Yes. 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 Absolutely. Hush. <laughs> so. All right, folks. So that's gonna bring. Oh, not yet. I got. We gotta thank the people that participated in our main event. So special shout out to Goonie and John BT. Uh, special shout out to you guys for your contribution. You just made this episode a little bit more interactive, a little bit more fun. So special shout out to you two who are uh, generals in our Discord community as well. So shout out to you folks. So that is going to bring episode 230 to a close. We hope you enjoyed rocking out with us this episode. For Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the High Res Lover. That's me. A.k.a. the Cat Daddy, a.k.a. that Gamer Step Daddy. And for Trader Joe, a.k.a. Jabroni Chief. Yeah, yeah. But you might also know him as the Food Max of Gaming who can maximize your gaming dollar. I'm Show Enough 71, a.k.a. Digadulamite. Purple bling bling, y'all. We'll be back next time. Episode 231 for ears. Peace. Bill Clinton, GTA 6, yo. <laughs>